Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined here in Phoenix, Arizona with Eddie Hearn. Eddie, talk to me about that way in first of all. I was just like a fanboy, really. You know, I was just sort of standing there. I mean, these fighters, you talk about, I mean, the card is unbelievable. We're going to have 9,000 here tomorrow. It's going to be electric. So many good fights. But of course, the main event, it's just Chocolatito. He kind of baffles me, really, you know? Like, I look at him, and I think the, the funniest thing about these guys is, imagine Chocolatito piping up outside the pub, right? And giving it the big one. You'd look down and go, Are you? And he, he was just, like, literally 10 seconds later, he'd be out. And he's just, he's such a humble individual. And when I look at him, I just see someone, like, just at complete peace with the world. Obviously, a very deeply religious guy. But like he's facing off, and it's going to be raucous in here tomorrow night. Raucous. I mean, you heard a little bit of it there. It's going to be Nicaragua, mostly Mexico. But like, he's just so calm, and they're sort of looking at each other in the eye. He's sort of, you know, sort of, and you just know this guy's going to go out and throw hundreds and hundreds of punches and just give us one of the best fights we've ever seen. Honestly, like when we had Canelo Triple G three recently, it was a decent fight, but it just didn't live up to what we hoped it would live up to. And I can't really help with that. Obviously, we believe in great fights. We sell great fights. But the proof is always in the product. And you know with these boys, I can just sit down there tomorrow night and go, I'll go home. You know, I don't, need, I don't, I don't even need to know what's going to play out. I know what's going to play out. You're going to get one of the greatest fights of all time and one of the greatest atmospheres of all time. And, you know, in a, in a world now in boxing where it is, and I understand it as well, it is really... 90% about the money and 10% about the legacy. Like, this is quite refreshing. This is quite soul-cleansing, I use the word, you know? Where you just... These guys, they want the legacy. They want to fight for their country. They want to go down in history. They'll always push for as much money as they get, and every fighter should. But it's just different, you know? It's, it's, it, it puts a smile on your face. Whenever you look at the reaction you get from the fans, and I talk about a second ago, a guy comes up to you with a, a Nicaragua, um, where is it there? Yeah, it's like a baseball jersey with your name on the back. The That's what I'm just about to get get on. You know, you're maybe not as well known over here, but let's let's see if we can. 
get that in the shot. What, what do you make of that? Because like in the UK, you get a lot of stick. Over here, you're definitely not as well known, and I know that's going to hurt your ego a bit. But a bit harsh. <laughs> over here, you're not as well known, and the fans seem to take to you more. What do you make of that, and why? Look, the the Canelo signing has obviously helped me massive. Like there isn't really a Mexican fight fan who doesn't know who I am because of I'm Canelo's promoter. But like it's different here. Like I've been doing it for a long time in England, a long time, 14 years. Um, and I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I started out like I'm starting out over here. They're very supportive. And then obviously you reach the top and it's like they just don't want you at the top. And then you're fighting to stay at the top. But I'm on the way to the top here, pretty much at the top. But, you know, and I just, you know, it's just nice. Like I said, I, someone mentioned the other day to me, they, they tweeted me and they went, the only person that cares about the global whatever it is, is you. I'm like... I've got a plan for boxing globally. I love this sport, right? And I want to take it to places that maybe don't get the attention or have the ability to grow. Because the sport is universal. And yeah, of course I want to be the biggest in Britain. And that will always be the most important market to me. But to come here and do 9,000 in Phoenix for Chocolatito Estrada 3, to come off the back of doing Canelo Triple G, in Vegas, to do in Bivo against Ramirez in Abu Dhabi, to do in Paro against Jarvis in Brisbane, to go to Mexico, like, that for me is achievement. So it's really, and when I go to those places, they make me feel really good because they literally like, we are, we thank you so much for coming here. I'm like, and then I land at Heathrow and everyone goes, wanker, you know? So like, yeah, it's good. It's good for me as well. Other than Chocolatito Estrada, what's your pick for the fight of the night? Oh, other than you know that? What? I actually think Martinez Carmona is going to be a great fight. This Samuel Carmona, he's only 8-0. He's already won the WBA International, but he's had lots of amateur experience. Over 200 amateur fights. He was an Olympian. He was in the World Series of Boxing. He beat Galalia Fire a couple of times in that. He can really fight. And Martinez has got a lot to prove. He looks in tremendous shape. Like, we've not seen him in this kind of shape because he's moved from Mexico to San Diego to train with Eddie Reynoso properly. That's going to be a great fight. Also... Nicaragua against Mexico, Christopher Rosales against Joselito Velasquez, great fight. You're starting to see now with Pacheco the response he's getting from the fans. Obviously, he's not from here, but they're just watching him. They're getting excited about him. He's 15 and 0. Uh, Amo Williams got a great fight. Mark Castro's got a tough fight as well. Herrera's got a tough fight. Beatrice Ferreira's got a tough fight. It is a brilliant card. I will say it's a card. I mean, not. I think the main event can bring casuals in, but it's really a fight fans card on Saturday night. Like, tune in from, if you're in the UK watching this interview, tune in from, I don't know what it's going to be, 11 o'clock, something like that, 10 p.m. start, and just watch every fight on the card. It'll be a great night, and it won't disappoint. I heard actually Barry Jones on an interview say that he might go to sleep during the Fury fight and wake up for this one. We we had some comments from Derek Chisori yesterday. What do you make of those? Yeah, I saw that. You know, I don't know, it's very strange, you know... um, said DAZN is just dead with YouTube fights and then he come up but DAZN's really looked after Derek Chisora I mean the Joseph Parker fight um, of course the, the Pulev fight and um, you know I'm very excited about the schedule that we're putting together for the new year right now we're in the stages of confirming Mar- uh, January, February, March maybe even April you know and it's going to feature the biggest names in boxing and um, you know I think that it's weird you know like I, said, I think I might have said to you guys on Brawl Boxing, like, I look at what we're doing, I look at the value that DAZN are delivering for a fight fan, 
what they have to do is, I mean, look, the, the KSI stuff and the YouTube stuff's giving them huge subscriber base. But from a boxing sense, you know, for me, the greatest product in boxing, right? Unquestionably. But Eubank Ben was obviously a kick in the nuts because that's the one that's going to transcend to the casual fan. And of course, signing Anthony Joshua will also give you the opportunity to do that. So the product in America is in a fantastic place. You know, they have a huge amount of subscribers. The viewership in America is huge. And I've got to be honest, like the UK is ahead of where we expect it to be. And a lot of that is down to our schedule, but also the, the YouTube stuff. And KSI Dylan Dallas is going to do huge numbers on the, on the zone. So, you know, I, I, there's a real, it's a real strange industry where it's like, I don't know, uh, I, I still sometimes try and get my head around it. But after my conversation the other day with Shelley Finkel, I kind of thought to myself, do you know what? I feel like I've kind of grown up, you know? I feel like I've matured a little bit. And I feel like I feel a lot wiser. And then I watched Bob Arum's interview yesterday, right? Where he was just going off, going, he, he, he doesn't know, is he even in America? What, what is he doing? I mean, all right, let's look at the fights that I've done in America this year. And let's look at the fights that Bob Arum has done in America this year. This is a guy that's supposed to be the GOAT. There's Alicia Baumgardner, the unified champion. The wine. How are you? You all right? Oh, you know. You're coming in. Yeah, we're coming in. What's, this is a new name? look. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I do. It's good. And we're ready to almost announce what's where next? we're going. You know? What's next we're, for the bomb? Next exactly. year's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Very excited. Women's boxing is on the map. Thanks You're everywhere, by the way. I am. World tour. I know. Cleveland, Abu Dhabi, here. I feel like a mini Eddie Hearn, right? Where's next for you? I mean, um, next we're going to um, Florida. Florida. Orlando. Well, you better get in training camp. Oh, we've been training. Oh, good. I saw Always. that. You hurt your hand? No. You were just punching me with one hand the other day. Yeah, I'm just working on details. Drills. Okay. Yeah. Silly me. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> <You're in a laughs> Thanks, Alicia. Yeah, I just and then like I look at Aram's comments and I just think to myself, why would like you can't look at what I've done this year in America and go fuck me like so there must be a need a reason why you want to say that I mean partly because he's off his absolute tits the whole time on weed edible like whatever it is he's fucking mental but secondly like I don't know but this is the problem I think we might have talked about it on brawl boxing as well I keep dropping brawl boxing here like boxing makes you so fucking miserable this industry honestly the highs I mean I've been walking around this week really enjoying this week and I will love Saturday night and I will stand there on Saturday and this is why I'll never moan when things get tough or I'll, because I'm very lucky to do what I do don't you know doesn't mean like you don't want to feel like you don't feel like shit sometimes but the reality is is I look at these people in boxing and I'm so scared to become one of them you know? Are you scared to become Bob Arum? I'm scared to live a life of misery and aggravation and just having the hump. And you can't not do it, Calm. Honestly, in boxing, it is impossible not to have the hump. It is impossible not to be angry. It's impossible not to be stressed. It's impossible to think, fuck everybody. So... It's how long you want to do it. That's why I look at Aram and people like that. I've got massive respect for him. He's 92 or something. I mean, if I'm alive at 72, I'll be over the moon. I won't be in boxing. No way. No way. 
And I look at Frank Warren, and I, again, Warren, I have massive respect for Frank Warren because I look at him, get angry, and, I've, and I just think, you don't need that, mate. Like, life's not about that. But they, they're the competitors, and so am I. So I respect them, I really do. But I just, I won't do it. I won't do it because it's not, it's not what life's all about. I'll touch briefly on that, that card, Fury, Chisora. How many pay-per-view buys do you think that does? I don't know. It's like, I, I always get asked these questions, and I reply, and then next thing, I'm like, I've got an agenda. I'm just, I would say, if I'm, if I'm putting a guarantee up for that fight, which is always a good, you know, I'll put the guarantee at 200,000 buys. Doesn't mean it can't do 250 or 300, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm guaranteeing. Yeah, because I just feel like, one, obviously, the fight hasn't gone down very well, Two, it's a tough time. You're asking a customer to pay twenty six ninety five for a fight, but Fury's a big star, and Del Boy will always give it everything. So I think that, as always, you have the option to buy. Um, and you know, when tomorrow night comes and you're cold indoors, and you might think, I'll spend twenty seven quid because I've got nothing else to do, or you might be out having a pint somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, two hundred would be the number that I would put a guarantee against I think it can do 250 can it do 300 with a push maybe you know. well, I think we're getting pushed with time here in the arena so I'll quickly move on Chris Eubank Jr. made some strange comments what do you make of those comments which ones the ones about that he didn't see the first test yeah I mean the situation is what, what he actually said was if I would have known about that test before I signed the contract I wouldn't have signed the contract we didn't know about it before I signed the contract we only found out about it well into training camp for that fight his team knew about the test before uh, the fight, but obviously there was a legal case going on. There was a confidentiality with the WBC, and the board knew about it at the same time as we knew about it. Um, it's a difficult situation, but you know the good news is obviously from Maurizio Suleiman is they're dealing with it. You know the, there's an inquiry taking place. He hopes, and I really do hope, because I don't see why it should go on beyond December, that it's taken care of by the end of the month. And we'll see what the outcome is. I've seen the facts. I've seen the evidence. And I, I, I would be surprised if he received the ban. But if he does, I believe it will be a small ban and he'll resume his career. But again, not for me to decide, for, for the, the jury, for the legal counsel, to decide Conor Ben's fate. Well, oh, we've hit the lights out here. We might need to move this around the corner. Ed. Pick it up here, Ed. Um, obviously, on those comments, you're in a privileged position that you know a bit more than everyone else about this situation. But can you give me a bit of an idea? No, because it's all in, the, you know, in part of a legal case. But the problem is when I say that, people go, oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't come out and say that if I wasn't confident that he's got a very strong case. Um, he still has to prove um, to the, the jury and the legal counsel uh, his case. But, you know, I'm, I can only tell you what I believe, and I believe he's innocent. But, again... It will all uh, unfold in the next couple of weeks. When Conor Ben does come back, do you foresee him going into a big fight like Chris Eubank Jr. or will he need a warm-up fight? Good question. Mentally, I'm not sure how he's even... Not alive, but how he's even, you know, sane. Because this has been absolutely horrific for him. And it will, it will still... It's not going to go away. You know, even when... Even if he is cleared, it still won't go away. People still won't apologise. But also, at the same time, the decision now is just that. Do you go straight into a big fight? Or do you have still a big fight and then go into the big one? I think from Tony Sims's point of view, he would prefer the latter. 
And from Conor Ben's point of view, he'd prefer to go straight in a big fight because that's the kind of kid he is, you know? Um, man he is. So we'll see what happens, but he's, he's in camp, really. Like, you have to think, you know, this test took place in July or August, whatever it was. We're in December. So any ban, you know, could see him fighting. I mean, if there's no ban, it could see him fighting early in the year. Even, in my opinion, the latest you're going to see him fight is next summer. So he needs to start preparing mentally and physically for his return. You said Callum Smith will headline Liverpool March 11th, I believe. Will that be against Joshua Buatzi? Mm, I mean, I'd like it to be. I think it's difficult because... Obviously, Joshua Boatsy is looking for a fight with Bivol, and Callum Smith gets the winner of Yard Betterbeev. So we'll have to see. If the, if, I think if the deal makes sense, it's a fight that can be made. But Callum Smith will be in a, a proper fight on March the 11th either way. Is Boatsy under contract with Matram? Yeah, he's got another fight left with us, and you know he's going to look to do the Bivol fight. That's what we want. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what Dimitri Bivol does, because Canelo Alvarez, you know, at the same time. He wants to fight in May, potentially against John Ryder. And then from there, you go off and say, OK, what's Dimitri Bivol going to do? Well, if better be tied up, Dimitri Bivol needs a voluntary defence. And we'd love that to be uh, Joshua Boatsy. Tell me as well, any US signings on the way? Anything like that? Uh, I mean, really, we're, we're pretty happy with our stable. I mean, we've got our headline acts for 2023. We're always looking for talent. But it's now about bringing that talent through into championship level as well. You know, we're looking at... A very strong start to the year over here. Um, the, the main focus is trying to really sort of uh, wrap up divisions and make unifications and undisputed fights. I mean, we've seen it in women's boxing, and then Serrano Cruz is a good example of that. Baumgardner Choi is another one, and we've got so many undisputed champions. But I'd like to do the same. And it is easier to do that in the smaller weight classes. Like for me, flyweight division, I would love to see an undisputed champion there. Um, we'll see what happens, obviously, with Martinez tomorrow night and Jesse Rodriguez early next year. What US cities can we see in at the beginning of the year? US cities, New York, San Antonio, um, Las Vegas. Um, I like Phoenix. You know, it's been a really good, like, like I said, there's, we did um, Jacobs against Chavez here. We did nine or 10,000. We've got the same number in tomorrow night. This is a good city, Phoenix. I think sometimes, a bit like, I feel like London at the moment for boxing has been so saturated over the last few months. Like, you go up to Leeds, we'd have 8,000 in Leeds, you know? We only had 5,000 for Dillian White because there are four shows on. London's just packed with shows. So I think we need to look like we do in, in, in the UK, the same in the US. Phoenix, San Antonio, maybe go to states and cities that aren't saturated with boxing. Other than Canelo, who can headline in Vegas, because you did refer to Vegas, sir. Yeah, Canelo Alvarez is obviously the, uh, the, the front runner for that. But also a lot of big fights that we're planning and a lot of fighters that we're talking to. Vegas is obviously you know, a big hug, a hub for boxing. Um, if we wasn't to go to Croke Park, there's a good chance Katie Taylor would make her fight in, uh, in Las Vegas. That's a, a dream of hers. But obviously Croke Park is, is the debut, uh, sorry, the, the focus for that. So I'd love to make it happen. Are you still working with Triple G? Yeah, not uh, in terms of under contract, but obviously he's uh, looking at his next fight. We speak to his team. I have a huge amount of respect for Gennady. Some big fights out there for him, especially against UK guys as well. So we'll see what happens. Thanks very much for your time, Matty. Appreciate Cheers, it. mate. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.